Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on November 21st, 2018. It's a freezing cold day here, but you know what? Forget about that. I'm going to do something a little unusual today in my intro, maybe because it's just before American Thanksgiving and they go crazy about that. Anyway, what I'm going to do is praise my guest even before we start speaking to her. You know, she just did a long interview in print. And the author said that Amy, my guest, plays a crucial role in identifying, fluffing, and acquiring tech talent, right? Now, the term fluffer comes from the adult film industry. It's someone who keeps the actors enthusiastic between the shots, you know? So it's been expanded recently to mean someone who preps any kind of professional before they give a performance. <laughs> and that's the sense it was used in this article. But you know what? I know the author meant to be a bit funny. So in my Facebook group, I posted the article with the headline, Amy Miller, Talent Fluffer. Okay? Now, based on my experience in the group, I know that if I would have used a title like that about somebody else, the odds are they would have gone crazy, yeah, 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 and claimed they would have said I was ruining their brand, and they would have never stopped telling everybody how awful I am and how lousy the group is. But you know what? You know what Amy's comment was? My parents would be proud. And that's why she's a superstar, okay? She's got a sense of humor. She likes to have some fun. She isn't look for, looking for every opportunity to take offense. Like some people, listen to this. I read another article just the other day about an academic conference. A bunch of professors got on an elevator, and one woman asked everybody else, you know, what floors they wanted so she could press the buttons for them. She's a real nice person, you know. Well, one guy, a professor, he said lingerie, and she launched a complaint with their professional association. And you know what? (laughs) The society backed her up. I can tell you right now that we don't want her on Jerry Jerry! H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super duper sourcing tool, and last but not least, PC Recruiter, the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. Hey, Jerry, would you want someone who complained about that lingerie joke on a show like this? Jerry? Jerry? Jerry's not here. Jerry's too busy with Thanksgiving. He called me two minutes before the show to say, I can't make it, but I'll pray for you. Thanks for nothing, pal. But he still wants to get paid. He still wants to get paid. You're going to why? Because I use the show. I use the show. Nobody's ever had a better shout than that. What can I do? I'm stuck with this guy. Okay. He's cornered the market. Let's go right Let's go right to the guest. I Thankfully, I can hear yeah. her. Alla Recruiter, A-L-A Recruiter is her Twitter name. She's a tech recruiter with a big company, and her real name is Amy Miller. Are you ready for mm-hmm. the show, Amy? It's Let's a, do you know, it. I didn't, somebody I respect <laughs> just said Amy was a goddess before the show started. I said Aww, she was a princess. Nice. Okay. The, okay. First question, <laughs> Amy. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Do you know what blockchain? Do you know what blockchain is? It's uh, some kind of pretend internet currency or something. No. I don't know. No. Okay. No. I I just, think here's the point. Here's, 
here's my point. Here's here's my point. We're going to talk to, at some point during the show about recruiter specialization. Amy yeah. is a very successful tech recruiter. I just want to show people. I knew I knew she wouldn't know what it is. I knew that 99% of the people who come on the show don't know what it is. And I just want to show everybody, you don't have to know what it is to be successful, okay? That was my Great. point. Okay, Good. another question. I'm glad I helped you prove the point. <laughs> okay. I think I was thinking of Bitcoin. I don't know how I screwed those up. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, Carry on. Do you, do you ask people about, when you meet them, candidates, about their preferred mm-hmm. pronouns? Do you say, Hi, my name is Amy. It's nice to meet you. The pronouns I use are she, her, hers. How about you? Do you do that? I I do not. No, why not? It it's so I ah, it's just never occurred you, to me to do it. I know there's okay. been this this okay. new trend that we're supposed to do that. Um let me put it this way though. If somebody said to me, I prefer this pronoun, great, no problem. I have no problem using whatever someone wants me to use or a nickname or, or whatever, that's fine. But for me to proactively ask it, I just haven't adopted that in my vernacular yet, I guess. And You're, not so hard, no one's You're not woke. You're not woke. Admit it. <laughs> You're not woke. I'm not woke. Okay. No, okay. my 22-year-old son will tell you also I'm not woke. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. I've come to terms. But if someone asked you to call them z zers or use those pronouns, you would you would willingly sure. use that, right? Absolutely. Okay, fine. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you called me a fluffer. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and I just want to say my, my in-laws no are here for the holiday, and they're upstairs listening to the show. Um, so I'm so glad that this is now their their picture of their daughter-in-law. Your son married up, Vicky and Jim. <laughs> they did. Okay. Okay. Anyway, okay, well, you know what? Actually, they know that if you take away the beard, your husband looks, their son looks kind of like you, okay? Uh, but, um, yeah, I think so. But let's, let's, let's pass, go, go on. So you worked at some very famous big companies. You're, you're working for a huge famous big company right now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I, I heard from you on another uh, webinar that you have never been exposed to psychological tests at these companies. They don't do psychological assessments why not um well thank god they like me maybe don't see the value in it i don't know i i will tell you the one time i did a psychological test for a job i almost didn't get the job because it said that i wasn't money motivated for some reason and this is back in agency days so of course that was a big deal it was really strange and obviously wrong so no thankfully i've not had to do anything like that in about 15 years yeah, you see, but I wasn't really looking for your opinion, Amy. What do you know about psych mm-hmm. tests? But, but these companies, <laughs> these companies, a, a company that has the famous or had the famous Laszlo Bach, you know, running uh-huh. their HR department. Sure. I figure he knows about he knows about psychological testing and psych assessment, and they, they, they're not using it. Did he recommend them? No, they obviously they not. They're they're not using them. So okay, Microsoft. Guy, they're not using them. That is not saying you should do this thing. Then maybe we shouldn't do that thing. If he said you should do that thing, then I would definitely pay attention and look into it a little more. But unless he has said you should do this thing, then I'm I'm good. I'm just going to keep yep. doing what I'm doing. Okay. Not that. Okay. Now you said I want to talk about education and what I think you improperly used the term disparate impact. Okay. Um, you did. Okay, you said that uh, if uh, in a in a job description everybody has yeah. to have a, a computer science degree, you're probably going to be eliminating some great people. Okay, I think yeah. you're wrong. How many great people? And don't tell me that one story about that oddball doctor <laughs> you hired. Okay, how many great people you're working for? You're working for a, a, an IT, a, a big tech company, okay? And you're pretending that, you know, it, that the, uh, it can be so intellectually diverse that most of the people don't have to have computer science degrees. Is that what you're telling us? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, really? What percentage of yep. people are you hiring who don't have computer science degrees? Come on. Oh, gosh. In the last five years, I just got here. <laughs> I can tell you previously. Well, what about the company, last five years? What about the last five years? Easily half. Easily half. 
Well, what, what education, not do, have what education do they have? High school? Some. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of high school, a lot have gone on and maybe they had other unrelated degrees. Maybe they had other types of tech degrees. Um, I, you know, informatics is a BA here for BS rather for people who can't get into CS. So, it, you know, there's a lot, but I'm just saying, if you put this one narrow thing in your requirements, you're missing out on different kinds of education. It's not even just about the poor guy who, you know, dragged himself up out of a, you know, some bad neighborhood and, and slog through Coursera courses. I mean, there's those too, but there's also just the other, the, the multitude of other degrees or other ways of getting into tech that are out there, boot camps and all kinds of things. So we can't discount those. Hold on a second. There's other degrees, other tech degrees. Yeah. You haven't given a, you said 50% of the people don't have to have a yeah, computer yeah. science degree. What percentage don't have to have some kind of tech? I don't want you to get away from this. Alan Fleur, I'll give you a chance in a second. I don't want you to <laughs> weasel out of this by, you know, yeah. So with these informatics degrees and whatever other, mm -hmm. you know, kind of education, mm -hmm. there are, how many people sure. don't have tech educations uh, on, you know, uh, on their, on their resumes? that you end up hiring? Come on, 50% like you said a minute ago? I don't believe it. There's probably, I mean, in fairness, there's probably some sort of formal technical education, for sure. I, I hear you on that, and if, that, if you want to argue that point with me, that's fine. But there's other things. One thing that Microsoft did that I thought was great is we had the MSSA program, which is targeted to the military. So it was for people who were leaving the military. We put them through a 12-week serving I can't remember what it stands for now, but basically it was like a 12-week boot camp to ramp up in IT and completing boot camp, they were guaranteed an interview and probably 50% of the people that went through that course actually landed a job at Microsoft. And they did not what have kind tech of job? degrees. They, what kind of job? Um, it was like data infrastructure stuff, IT stuff. Okay. Alan uh, Floor, did center. you want to say something? Alan Floor, did you no, want to say something? No, I agree with something? Amy. Amy's right, and it depends where the person comes from, what their background is, what parts of their education. I mean, come on, seriously? Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. You want to eliminate? You want to eliminate? Look, Google. Google actually admits they got it wrong. Their chief people officer said they got it wrong years ago when the only thing they cared about was five schools, GPA, and a major. Mm -hmm. And when they went back and looked at the data and thought, okay, who nowadays is the head of Facebook, Twitter, wherever that we'd like to have? turned out that a lot of them had applied to Google, and they didn't have the right degree. No, no, but you said they were looking for a very narrowly defined pedigree, okay? Uh, and, and they we're were just wrong talking by about doing education. that. Yep. <laughs> you know? But no, that is part of the – but that's exactly part of the pedigree that we're talking about here. It's a certain education, certain schools certain big companies on your resume. Recruiters, regardless of the company you're working for, this isn't a Google problem, this isn't a Microsoft problem, this is a recruiter problem and the mm -hmm. leadership problem where yep. it exists, that if you're saying you have to come from this very narrow set of requirements, a.k.a. pedigree, you're going to miss out on great people. Yep. Yeah. Just are. And you're not servicing yeah. your end users yeah. because your end users, the people who are using your product, the people that your engineers are building stuff for, are all over the place. They're in don't all drag it out. countries. Don't drag it out, Amy. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing now. I'm trying to make you don't want to admit that this is quite different, what you're saying now, from what you said before. You said, oh, they don't have to have a computer science degree. Now you're saying they don't have to come from five specific schools, okay? Big difference. Let's they move on. They don't have to have a computer science degree. I'm still saying that. Okay. I'm putting that stake in the ground. You're talking right. out of both sides of your mouth, okay? <laughs> and nobody on those other webinars or shows that you go on are going to tell you that. Okay, or I ha but I have to represent my audience. I have to advocate for them. And here's a question Do from uh, a posting that Tom Chuna made. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He, sa yeah. he said, look, if the company isn't giving the candidate the offer she wants, you have to make her feel that you're advocating for her. If you make the candidate feel that you're abdicating all authority to the client, she will go nuts and bite you. And he was talking about, you know, dog whisperers. He was candidate whisperers. Like, so he was, okay. that was biting, us, biting us from the dog, okay? So uh, sure, sure. I've never heard you. Had you ever, you know, make it clear to these people that you are fighting for them 
against the company? It's That's not the wrong way to say it. Against the company. I advocate for my candidates every single time, every through the interview process, through the offer process, through the onboarding process. My job is to bring them both together. So it's not a battle. I'm not fighting my company. I'm not fighting the candidate. I'm trying to serve both of their best interests. And I will say exactly this to candidates. When we're talking about an offer, I want to get to the magic number that everyone can feel good about. I want comps to feel like they've approved the right number and they've done the right thing for the business. I want you to feel like you've got a nice fat increase, better situation, whatever it is that's important to you. I want everyone to be happy. So it's not a fight. It's advocacy on both sides to bring them to the happy middle. Yeah, I didn't get it. Alan, did you want to say something? Amy's right. What I do is I advocate for both the cl- the my company and for the candidate, and I'm very candid with them. I want to know yep. what the yes number is. I want to know what they're looking for non-monetarily. I, I want to know how far they want to grow. I want to know if we can provide that. If we can't, I'll tell them, this might not be the place for you to do what you want to accomplish. Okay. Okay. So how does the, the candidate – Either of you can answer. How does a candidate actually know that you're advocating for her? Uh, if she wants 180, the company only wants to spend 150. How do you mm-hmm. let her know that you're trying to take care of her? Just like Alan said, maybe this isn't the place for you. If this job is not going to be robust enough to pay you what you're worth, then maybe you do need to go somewhere else. Maybe this isn't okay. The so place. okay. So, oh, I didn't. You didn't say that. So. You, you're willing to kick? Uh, hey, maybe it's not for you. Let's let's part as friends. Yeah, of Don't know our yeah. feelings. Oh, no, no and, but animal, you're asking the question incorrectly. Whoa, 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 whoa! How am I doing it wrong? Go ahead. Well, okay. There's 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 a part in between these two answers. It's okay. You're telling me you want 180. Is that is that what you're currently making cash? Is that your to- What you consider your total comp? Tell me about that 180. Now, if they say it's 180. It's my cash, and it's what I need to live where I'm living and maintain. And there's realities in a lot of geographies. It's like, okay, got it. Here's how we operate. We have a base. We have a bonus. We have this. We have this. Is that something that and – and if I walk through that, we're close. Is that still of interest to you? And if it's not, you can tell me no. And the way the candidate knows you're, you're on their side or you're at least not part of the 90% of idiots out there is through the experience. It's not – animal I'm, adv- I'm advocating for you no it's animal it's taking it it's respecting it's listening it's giving it back it's making sure i understand that's what implies i'm vouching for you oh and by the way if they can't see that they're not intelligent and experienced and at the right level that i don't want to talk to them okay Look, if you uh, have amy has a, amy oh, oh, lady, i want to quote you okay you should be flattered i know you're saying <laughs> i don't i, I <laughs> I don't care what their salary is. I just want their yes number. Alan used the exact same figure, but he also said, look, I want to know where you're coming from with this 180. Is it what you're earning now? You said you wouldn't ask that question. Am I I right? I wouldn't ask that. And, and, you know, hey, Alan's in California, so I don't think he would ask that today either. (laughs) But, no, I don't care what someone's – I would rather not know personally because there are so many yeah. states that are railing against it and laws and all this kind of nonsense. So right. just give me the yes number. And, and going back to the 180 person, right? If that person says, hey, it does not make sense for me to leave my current job, take the job, whatever, for less than this, if I know I can't get there, even if I somehow convince them to take a $30,000 a year pay cut and take the job, guess who's backfilling the same position a year from now? There have to be other drivers, other reasons, and we have to be closer to the ideal total package than that. Or I'm just going to do the same work again in six months or a year. Yeah, and it's and it and it's what are is what's Amy's company offering that is going to get them light years ahead in a year or two or three, and and surpass that number. And all of a sudden, make them not only marketable now for her company, but make them marketable to almost anybody in two years. And that's what tech people want. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify, nobody actually says, look, honey, I'm on your side. (laughs) Okay? Nobody says that. But but I say, look, man, look, candidate, look, friend, look, pal. I have a lot of pet names I'll throw in there. But, yes, I'm on your side. I want to make this work. 
if this doesn't work today, if this isn't the right time, the right place, the right opportunity, it's cool. We can touch base a year from now. Okay, you know, there's, good. There's no, yeah, that's totally fine. I'm not offended if someone doesn't want the job I'm trying to fill. Okay. You know, it's not as bad as the last time you called in, but you should make your company buy you a better phone, okay? Because you are not really clear. <laughs> And, 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 you know, everybody complains, oh, there's a recruiting animal complaining about tech again. Sorry, it makes a difference. Okay, (laughs) here's something, Amy, you surprised me, okay? Uh, Oh, it's 1220. You know, maybe, I don't know, you're going to do the higher tool ad. Maybe uh, we'll do this, then we'll get get into the ads, okay? You actually uh, do what uh, some people do. I never knew you do it. You build rapport by doing research on candidates. Uh, yeah. Internet imp- imp- social media imprint before you approach them. Uh, y- and the thing is, you, it's not a you look at their blogs, see see what they're sure. doing, and you told a story that you like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Okay, yeah, my favorite. And so, so you saw that this guy liked it as well, and you sent an email to him with the subject mm-hmm. line. I think it's you've got two empty halves of coconuts. Right? Is that what? <laughs> what scares me the philosophy of a coconut laden swallow? <laughs> uh, okay, it's something about coconuts, a line from the movie. And and then, uh, was this in the subject line? If you get that, we can be friends. Was that part of the subject line? Or the, the body yeah, of email? Yeah, I said, if you, I said, you've just started at your current company not that long ago. I know it's probably not the right time to think about changing jobs, but if you ever want to just have a conversation in Monty Python quotes, I am the recruiter for you. That's okay. what I said. And he and he got back to you, and he didn't get back Ten to the other people. Later. Right. He didn't get back to the other people in your company because nope. you made him you made him laugh, right? I did. Uh-huh. I did. You, and we're did, uh, we're talking again in January, and he wants to, you know, possibly look at some stuff. So yeah, we're we're oh. definitely talking about job change too at the right time. Okay. So so the thing is, have you ever done that another time? I mean, these one-off stories are great. But how many times do you get to be so witty and, and have it work for you? Come on, I, I want to. Do you have another story? Oh, uh, gosh. About a time that I was witty? So rare. Well, and, and did it this work is the for example. You. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it work for me, right? <laughs> so here's, here's, the, here's the thing. I will, I will be honest. Um, probably 85, 90% of my outreach is very much like, listen, I'm a recruiter. You're a developer. There's one reason for us to talk. If you're open, let's talk. Like I'm just trying to sell the next conversation. I'm not trying to say I have a perfect job for you. I'm not no. saying, oh my God, you absolutely need to, you know, apply to this stupid link. I, I just say, listen, I I'm connected to positions that might be better than what you're doing. If you want to hear about it, let's have a conversation. That works almost all the time. There's no need to get it, make it complicated. Yeah. No, okay. no, I well, you know yeah, what, though? Hold on a second. She she on another webinar. I, I did a little research before the show. <laughs> she said Uh-oh. she spends 15 or 20 minutes before she approaches somebody looking through their stuff, right, to see if there's some, you know, gimmick yeah. she can come up with. And now she's telling a different story, okay? If you were How doing that, that regularly, you would have a million stories about, you know, a Flaming Hot Cheetos and uh, whatever else they like, okay? And fluffer nutters and et cetera. But th- and fluffer nutters. that's not yeah. how it works. You know, what, you, know what, you know what I really, you know what I want to try that I haven't done yet? This, this is, this is, I'm going to do an experiment. Let's, the next time I come on the show next year, we'll do this. David Nicola is the king of dad jokes. I mean, he is a Greek <laughs> god who deserves a statue, right? Like yeah. I, I want to pull the dad joke thing and see if I can get away with it. I don't know. I'm not a dad. It may not work for me. That I think is hilarious. So outreach using something that is his shtick, I, I think it's fun. I think maybe every recruiter should have that. Like, what's your thing? David's thing is, you know, dad jokes. And so my thing is like, I'm just a freaking recruiter trying to get a candidate. You know, I don't know. I mean, the Monty Python okay. thing resonated. Well, let me clarify something. No, no, there's a oh. lot of little people out there, young people yeah. or not little. so young people, who admire you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're not, <laughs> They admire you, and they want to know what they should do and pattern themselves after yeah. you. Should they spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes researching people's uh, social media before they approach them in an email? Yes or no? 
So here's the thing. They should not pattern themselves after me. They should fight. They should figure out who they are. What is their thing? What is their secret sauce? For me, if I could approach everyone with Monty Python quotes, that would be my thing. I can't necessarily do that. So I won't. And that's why I usually default to the, Hey, I'm a recruiter, but here's the thing. It was authentic. It was real. I don't go trolling people's social media to fake a shared interest. That does not work. Right. It happens yeah. to be something that I enjoy, so I ran with it. I'm not going to do it every time because I'm not interested in everything other people are interested uh-huh, in. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. if you, you find know, something yeah. that's yours, you, you would be good. You that. would be good. And I said I'm going to interrupt you. You would be good at one of these congressional hearings because you sure know how to avoid answering a question, okay? I said, do you spend 15 or 20 minutes, and you're talking about something else entirely, okay? It sounds like you're answering, but you're not. So, yeah, you should. I don't think 15 to 20, maybe 5 to 10. I don't know. I might have misspoke. I misspoke. There you go. More congressional hearing. Um terminology. But, no, I think, you know, you do owe it to people to, to give – some, like, I've at least paid attention. Here's another example, okay? You asked for an example. I just thought of one. I actually told the guy, you said these specific things in your profile. Here's why these specific things resonated with me and my hiring manager. You know, are you open to a conversation? And he said, hey, thank you for personalizing it. Thank you for actually reading my profile and paying attention mm-hmm. to what I said. I'm not on the market, you know, whatever. But check in with me in six months. So, again, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a shtick. It was just I actually took the time to call out, like, three specific things that he talked about in this project he developed. And so he knew I wasn't just spamming him. I actually had read his profile. Uh-huh. That's okay. Just, just so you know, before we move on, it's not stick. It's shtick, okay? Shtick. Shtick? Not stick. Shtick. 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 Okay. Am I saying okay. it right? Shtick. Shtick, yeah. Okay, look, look, you're going to do the ad for Hire Tool. Just before you do, Michael G. Cox is here. Kendra's here. Uh, do either of you have something you want to say before we move on? I'm good. Do still like me? Okay. Oh, okay. I, I do don't want to like be Amy, but I, I still appreciate her very much. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Do you want to talk about Do you want to talk about Hire Tool or, as they say, Hire Tool? Oh, God. What's with all the mispronouncing? Look, I grew up in Kansas. I have a weird accent. No, no, I hire, say hire tool, hire, but, but Nin told tool? me they, they, you know, they say hire tool. He's not, you know. No. Hire tool? Nobody hire sneezes tool? that out. Hire tool. Bless you. Okay, got it. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's exactly how they say it. Hire tool. Yeah. Okay, what about – let me just say, hire tool is a, is a, a full-service sourcing tool, Okay. You go to the site, hiretool.com, you put in your search info, and it it searches a bunch of sites. It creates a search string, searches a bunch of sites for you, like Facebook, like LinkedIn, like GitHub, okay? And then it returns a ranked list of candidates. It guesses the salary they're earning. It guesses which ones are going to be most ready to make a move. Do you use those services like the salary? Does that ever work for you? Yeah. Actually, I did it um, when I demoed it with Microsoft. I tested it against offers that I was making and what people were sharing. And it was uh-huh. actually, the market value was actually really close. I was surprised because normally those really? things are off. The availability was, was dead on too. So if it was low availability, high availability, or mid, um, that was also, a, they were pretty spot on. I'm very impressed. I actually did a side-by-side comparison between LinkedIn Recruiter and HireTool. HireTool one hands down, no question. Okay. Anything else we should say about it at this point? I mean, I could tell you all about my experiment, but I don't know if they paid for that much of a commercial. <laughs> I just cut you their rates, so they probably don't. But if you want to tell me, is there something if you'd like well, to add? I, I'd like to make yeah, them happy. Yeah, I mean, I just I think that uh, – so what I did is I did the exact same search. I did very broad criteria in LinkedIn Recruiter and then the same criteria in Hire Tool AI Sourcing, so the, the pro version. And LinkedIn Recruiter gave me 26 results, out of which only one was relevant. Uh, The Hire Tool gave me 50 results, of course, because that's what I asked for. The one relevant um, result in LinkedIn Recruiter also showed up in Hire Tool. It was the only duplicate. 
out of the 50 in higher tool, I went back through and visually looked at them and I drove it down to 19 um, that I could actually do something with. And they're all great prospects. So still really? in the early stages of, you know, getting in touch and getting them, you know, active candidates, but yeah, they were solid. My hiring managers were very happy. Okay. Moving on. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was uh, Jerry's coffee money. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you earned for him. Okay. He didn't even show up today. Okay. You are adamant that you do not discuss politics or religion in public <laughs> on <not>. social media. <laughs> okay. Nope. Because, and you, and you uh, don't you, you, I don't want you to say, oh, other people can. You really don't think it's good for a candidate because it can engender bias against them. Am I right about that? Yes or no? I, if a candidate asked my advice, uh-huh. I would tell them, don't put out anything that you don't want discussed and debated and dissected. So mm-hmm. if you feel that strongly about your particular, whatever it happens to be, you go for it. I would never tell someone not to, but I have seen over and over and over again, recruiters turning on each other. Well, so-and-so voted for Trump or so-and-so Uh, voted for Hillary or so-and-so did this thing and I would never work with that person and I can't believe they're a recruiter and somebody should call their company. People get ugly. People get so ugly. And, you know, some of my best friends are in recruiting. I mean, I think about, you know, people I've met through the show, Animal, Derek Zeller, for example, and Dane Anar, who were at my house for my birthday party, chasing an ice cream truck down the street. Like, I don't care about their politics in that moment. These are people that I like and admire and want to be around. But when you lead with politics and you lead with religion and you don't have a chance to get to know the people, you're missing out. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, I don't okay. know. It, let me, me clarify something. Okay, <laughs> let me, it's a very nice sermon. Okay, but uh, let me interrupt. <laughs> let me interrupt. Okay, look, look, the, the thing is, uh, you're talking right now about recruiters fighting with each other on social media. Yeah. We're not talking you about think recruiters. They don't do it to candidates? Uh, you yeah. think they don't do it to candidates? We may not be as public about it, but I guarantee the people who can look at their fellow recruiters and the people who we should be more respectful of because we live in their world and we know them professionally, you think we wouldn't do it to candidates? Okay. Well, let me ask mindset, a question. Let me it. ask a question based on sure. uh, your other conversations. Is it wrong? for social media to influence hiring decisions, okay? Because isn't what they, what we see about people on social media, isn't that as much of their record as a resume? And I'll give you my own example, okay? What about those students who yell at their teachers in, in, in public and tell them to fuck off, right? That, there's been a few uh, big oh, cases. Of- am I allowed to use that word? Language. Language, yeah, my virgin ears. Yeah, everything. Right. No, we, uh, we're, I'm, I'm saying it in context, okay? There's the case of Brett Weinstein. There's a famous case at Yale where they're you know, screaming at this guy. He's not a bad guy, right? They're screaming at him. I, I, I say to myself, who's going to hire these people? I mean, because yeah. everybody knows all over social media. Maybe they forget their names tomorrow or, or next week, right? But I say, who would hire them? There's a, a university here, Wilfrid Laurier. There was a, a young woman who was head of the graduate student union. And uh, in, that, in their building, there was a cafe. And they, hired, they employed 11 people. And the, the owner seemed like a very nice guy in all the articles I read about him. He, he put an ad in the, pa- in the paper or online uh, for uh, a new employee. And it was jokey. It was supposed to be funny. He said, I'm looking for a new slave. They closed up that cafe. Oh. They, 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 because to the slave was politically incorrect. They took away his license. Yeah. Eleven people no, are at not work. just politically incorrect. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's clarify though, animal. Seriously, let's because this is a this is a serious topic. All jokes aside, I know we we poke at each other and and play around and stuff. All jokes aside, there is a significant difference between someone being a Republican or. Uh, Democrat publicly and someone who makes racially charged insensitive That wasn't comments. a racial joke. A that was not a racial joke. No way. In, no. in Waterloo, Ontario? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know uh-huh. Canada. So, you, you're, you're yeah. not, you, can't be, uh, you can't be racist in Ontario? Yeah, you can't be racist in Ontario. <laughs> okay. Why is that racist? I, I didn't see it as racist. Maybe that's the thing. Okay, and I wonder who would hire that girl? <laughs> 
So there, okay. there's something, okay, so people <laughs> lose internships and job opportunities and all kinds of stuff all the time for showing their asses on social media. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Showing your ass on social media and being a dummy, that's your own fault. Being, you know, a member of a political party or a religious uh, belief system is not. And that's the distinction. I absolutely okay. would tell a candidate or hold it against a candidate for saying something racially charged or sexist or something that's just yeah I, well I just didn't see that I didn't, I didn't think the guy intended it that way let me give you one more way. let me give you one more okay um, you'll okay. you guys will find a way to find say this is is I, I'm wrong <laughs> and you're right will. that's okay in <laughs> Ottawa in Ottawa here there's a university they canceled a yoga teacher's free classes because of yoga her being taught by her was cultural appropriation okay. I thought they were crazy. Okay, I would never hire anybody. It was like that. Would is that wrong? To you see this online and you say, I'm not sure about that person. This is pretty wrong for a recruiter to look at someone's. Uh, that was actually in the news. It's not. It's not their social media account, right? So, so you're if you're saying to me that a software engineer was spearheading the shutting down of the free yoga classes, would I? Yeah. Give pause to. Oh, I didn't. No, no. Person. I'm not making you confess your opinions. I'm not making you confess okay. your opinions. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's refreshing. Well, you can, you, you can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. We don't have to touch that. <laughs> no, I, I okay. think so. My personal opinion, I think something like that's going a little too far. But, but again, it's not for me to make that judgment call. I have to judge is this person capable of doing the job? That's not what you said. <laughs> That's not say? what you said. When you I said, we're not hiring people just to write code for 18 months. We want them to be part of the company. So a candidate sure. can be the best developer in the world, but if they don't have the right attitude, mindset, or potential, it's not going to work. Okay? So attitude means a lot to you. Okay? Apparently. That's, those are your own words. Yeah. Well, attitude, yeah. It? Are we talking about attitude as it relates to canceling yoga classes, though? See, now I'm getting yeah, confused. Yeah. <laughs> or are we, talking okay. about, are we talking about somebody taking a stand versus just stupidity? And, and you know, and that's a whole other gray area, right, Alan? Because what I think is stupid, you may not, vice versa. I mean, that's, that's really gray area, and it's, it's yeah. tough. I mean, that's... And, Right. That's why HR people are there. <laughs> yeah, let them do that. And but also, I think you need to look at it. If you see somebody posting and they're making, they're they're voicing an opinion. That's one thing. But if they're voicing it in a aggressive, you're right or wrong, or a couple of other tones, that doesn't speak. That speaks less to the subject than their personality. Just like yeah, Mike, just uh, animals. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you guys are you're confusing. If you know, what about that last thing here? What about the woman? Okay. What about the woman who reported the guy? She said, "What floor do you want?" He said, "Lingerie." Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to hire her. Okay. I, I, I just anyway, I maybe we're. I understand. Maybe I'm wait. I'm, I'm wasting too much time. Okay. Okay. Let's let's let me do another ad. Okay. I have to do an ad. Okay. Do an we'll ad. Take Okay. Probably won't be as good as my okay. ad. That's okay. Then we'll go to your yeah, topics. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Recruiting Animal here for Honeit IT. Honeit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers quickly hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it speaks volumes. You can't get that from a resume. You can't get that from a, a report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. And look, if you like reading better than listening, it automatically turns the interview into a transcript as well. And look at this. Honeit is the – I flubbed my line. Honeit is designed by recruiters for recruiters. Don't forget it. H-O-N-E-I-T. Amy, back well to you. Done. you. wanted to talk? Well done. You, what? What do you want to talk about? You wanted to talk? Hmm? 
Yeah, I, I can't. You're talking <laughs> at the same time as me. Okay, coordinate your speech a little better. Uh, you know, okay. You wanted to talk about something. Uh, do you want to bring it up? What is it? Specialization, specialization. or synchronization? I <laughs> no, I I am curious as to what the well. I want to talk about a lot of things actually. Can we also get to Pinterest at some point? Because that that Go would ahead. be fun. We never really go ahead. I love Pinterest. Pinterest. Talking about Pinterest. Go ahead. I love Pinterest. I'm all over Pinterest for the pies I got to bake tonight. Uh, no, so when I think about specialization, special, oh my God, specialization, clearly I don't have a CS degree. I can't even talk right. Um, no, but that's, isn't I'm that one of the qualifications? You for, you, you, if, yeah. you don't, if you have a CS degree, you can't talk right. The two things go together. Okay. Is that what it is? Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, all you I can talk about is Star actually. Trek, not Monty Python. In fact, I'm surprised you don't watch Star Trek just so you can relate to your I candidates better. Trek. I I, oh, okay. I have absolutely watched Star Trek. I like Star Trek. I like uh, you know, I like Star Wars too. So it's all good. I'll t- I, but Terminator, Terminator and Monty Python, those are my two favorite movies of all time, no question. Okay. So anyway, uh, so no specialization. When I think about recruiters having a specialization, I, I want to be clear that I don't mean there's not flexibility. There's not you know, an opportunity to do different things or have your hand in a lot of pies. I've heard people talk about this and debate this online. And, you know, someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone said, no, I have all of these different, uh, I work in all these different areas and I, you know, I diversify my clients and all that. And I think that's fine, you know, and I think there are even recruiters who do this really well. Like my friend Dane, who used to be a recruiter, is now like a photographer and a mortgage broker. He actually helped me buy my house. So, I mean, he clearly is good at a lot of different things. And I think that that can also be related to recruiters and recruiters can recruit for a lot of different stuff. Here's my point about specialization. It's more, probably more on the corporate side, although it could potentially impact agency as well. If I'm only telling my sourcers, for example, just go hire software engineers, go find C++ engineers and we'll hire them they're going to go after the low hanging fruit and they're going to work with the easy to fill positions and the easy to work with um, hiring managers. So if we're not saying you are going to focus on this tough area, maybe it's, you're going to focus specifically on computer vision engineers, or you're going to focus specifically on this really difficult product group. We have to sometimes push people outside of their comfort zone and get them to do hard things. And so I think it's important as a TA function, so as a leader or whoever's in charge of making these decisions to incentivize your recruiters and sources to do the hard stuff. That's what I'm talking about. You're talking so much. I'm I'm losing you. If Jerry was here, he'd say he's losing you. Or if I said I'm losing you, he might say, no, no, it's great. Just to be different. But I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I posted about generalist recruiters today. Is that what you're referring to do? That generalist recruiters are wrecking recruiting? Is that what you're referring to? Yes. I would not say in general generalist recruiters are wrecking recruiting. My concern is more about not being focused in tougher areas, not being – right? Like – Glenn Guttmacher, uh, I'm quoting yeah. him from his comment, you know, he says, if you do proper intakes on all the recs you own, all the job orders, before accepting them, you'd have no problem answering 95% of the candidate questions. Do you disagree with that? So you just, you just cut your, 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 the, you know, your legs out from under you, okay? It, it, it contradicts 100% what you just said. How, did I, how does that contradict what I just said? If I have a solid intake and knowledge from the hiring manager yeah. how, and I'm able to answer candidate questions, what does that have to do with what I just said about specialization and working on hard things? Well, this is so you don't have to specialize if you, if, if you can do a good intake. You no, move no, from no. one kind of position to another. Yeah, you can, you can. I've worked on all kinds of stuff in 20 years. I've recruited truck drivers, CFOs, engineers, accountants. I recruited all kinds of stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is that if we're left to our own devices, we're only going to do the easy stuff. I'm talking about specialization as it relates to working on the hard stuff, the complicated stuff, the stuff nobody wants to touch. That's what I'm referring to. 
Yeah. Uh, is that called specialization? Help me. There's a lot of smart people yeah, on the show. Does anybody else. know what she's talking about? Because I don't. Does anybody know? I don't know what she's saying. I haven't got <laughs> I a clue. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, as, as yeah, far as, this is Michael. Yeah. Uh, as far as specialization is concerned from from a recruiter aspect, um, I, I am specialized in sales recruiting. I can do other things, but I think it's just wise to have your your specialization because that's what you fall back on. And if you have to do one-offs in marketing or tech or something else, it's going to be a stretch, but you have to be flexible to be able to do something like that. Yeah, I don't know what you said either. Okay. What do you got, Kendra? Um, I am also a technology recruiter, and I'm inside a large telecom company. Um, I have the learning and development group um, who does um, a ton of knowledge management. It's all Oracle platform. There's an enormous migration, so it does qualify as technology, and it's a very, very difficult um, user group because of the academic taxonomy and library science requirements. Um, this is my like big success. I've won them over. I'm working with them since April. Um, did I want it? No. Did it stretch me? Absolutely. Um, I worked in knowledge management at McKinsey early in my career. I know McKinsey gets a bad rap, but um, I do know what knowledge management is, and I know what good looks like. But um, it's it's a Really, really tough um, constituency, and I got you know a senior director hired out of Audible. So exactly, and that's the difference. What's your point? I I don't get it. I'm getting to my point right now. You have someone like Kendra who was willing to say, you know what, I'm going to tackle that. I'm going to take that tough problem that probably no one else wants to touch because it's hard. And so whether she was asked or whether she volunteered or, or whatever, she took it on and she dove into it and was successful at it. And that is what we need more of. There are yeah. way too many low-hanging fruit chasing recruiters and sourcers that are just going after the easy fill because all we're coaching them on, all we're telling them is get an offer accept. If yeah. that's all, you will get more of what you reward. So if you're rewarding only offer accept as an example – then you're going to get recruiters that are chasing the easy fill. That is not always what's best for the company. Okay, great. Okay, I'm going to do an ad. Hey, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Seconds and I can Am get I it done, okay? Animal, you gotta, you got you to gotta work some recs. This is for my oh. – <laughs> hold on a sec. Let me do the ad, okay? Hey, everybody. Recruiting yeah. Animal here for PC Recruiter. If you're a regular listener – you hear me talking about PC Recruiter, and you might want to give it a try. You might say, hey, I'd like to try that. But you think, oh, no, it's going to be so hard to switch from what I'm using now. It's too much trouble. I, I can't do it. But that's not true. PC Recruiter makes it easy for you to give them a trial run. They offer two types of different conversions. One is fast and simple. The other is custom-made, just for you, and you can choose whichever one you want. Remember this, if you're a recruiter, it doesn't matter if you're a kitchen table recruiter working on your own or if you're working out of a, a big company with a big recruiting team. If you're a recruiter, PC Recruiter loves you, and they want to help you however they can. Big or small, they help them all. So check them out, please, at PCRecruiter. Net. Let me ask you something, I Amy. That. I like this ad. You like it? Did you like it? I love that. Big or small, they help them all. That's catchy. Okay, yeah. Okay, no, no, but the that. thing is, someone told me by, by I wrote this ad, but by, by, telling, by focusing on the fact that others can uh, switch to PC Recruiter very easily, mm-hmm. they said that's not a good pitch. Yeah, I think that's Why a, is good, that not pitch. a good pitch. I think it's a great pitch. Okay, thank you. I love it. Thank you. Well done. You should feel good about it. It's a good pitch. Okay. So you know what? You say you told someone else that you love a good drip campaign. Now, I was surprised. I I didn't know that you are involved in any kind of uh, pipelining. Yeah, no, I think it's great if you have – but, again, people have to opt in, right? Like I've got several uh, prospects. I don't like to say candidates because they're not active, but prospects that I check in every six months. Hey, how's it going? Hey, saw this article and thought of you. Like I, that's what I mean. And so again, maybe I'm saying it wrong because that's what I do, 
But that's when I think of a drip campaign, I'm thinking of kind of that long-term engagement, like just keeping you informed, just keeping in touch, not spamming you, not trying to, you know, get you to take immediate action if you're not ready, but just, just how's it going? These are long-term, especially for what I'm recruiting. I'm recruiting all very senior managers, directors, VPs at other places. It, they're not necessarily going to make a change tomorrow or they're not necessarily going to be ready to do this in three months. Like these are sometimes very, very long cycles. So you, you're looking, so when you say you're getting in touch, touching base with people, you give them six months. You, it's, it's that long a, a gap between different times. Am I right? It, it can be. Yeah. And it's really up to the candidate, you know, Hey, when should I check in with you? You just started this new job. You probably don't want to hear from me for a year, you know, or, or maybe you've got a project you're shipping in three months. Let, let me call you in four. You know, so it depends. Like that's, see, that's where we have to ask our audience, what do you want to hear? What do you want to know from me? How can I be valuable to you now or in the future as it relates to your job search and or my company specifically? We don't, see, I have this real estate agent that I've never worked with, never bought a house from. He calls me every week. And now it's become a game. Like now I just want to see how many missed calls from him I can rack up. I will never work with this person because this person is not doing anything valuable for me. They've not asked me what I want. They've not left a relevant message. Like, it's ridiculous. So now it's just become a game. But that's why I ask, what would you like to hear from me? How often would you like to hear? What can I do for you in the meantime? Okay, what that's kind of it. answers it's do they give you? What kind of answers do you get when you ask that question? Everything from just shoot me an email six months from now to I'm looking for this very specific type of opportunity. If you have something that looks like this, I want to hear about it. Uh-huh. Amy, a quick question yeah. in regards to that. How do you, let's say it is six months, how do you remember? Oh, I put or, notes in my ATS. Okay, so I you have a note in your ATS that's reminding yeah, have you, hey, then I have okay. a calendar reminder in, well, I don't have Outlook anymore, but in Gmail now, <laughs> now that I work at another company. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I put a note that say, you know, email this person or call this person. And then I go back to my, my candidate notes in my, my ACS. And then I go, oh yeah, that's what we talked about. That's where we left off. That's what I, I'm supposed to call but, him for. Uh, let, let's say he's asking for that, you know, don't, don't email me, you know, maybe six months from now. And by the way, I'm looking for this type of position and in the yeah. meantime, you have no triggers uh, to remind you when that position comes up. That That's happened to me several times, and no, gotcha, I totally gotcha. forget because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to the world every freaking day. You know, uh, and this is the wrong answer, but I'll just be really honest and tell you what I do. I have sticky notes all over my desk. <laughs> I do. I have, I have, like, I'll write down somebody's name and be like, okay, this person, like, this specific ML specialty or whatever, like I'll make these little shorthand notes to myself and I have a pile of sticky notes. So when I, and there are certain triggers like ML is a big one. And, and for the last six years has been, I've been really heavily recruiting in that space for probably four years. Um, so that like immediately I can think of six, seven people off the top of my head that are ML specialists that if I get something ML, I probably want to look them up again and just see where did I leave off? Were they the right level? Those kinds of things. So it's a very bad old school method. I don't recommend it, but it's full transparency of what I do. Well, I've got the resumes taped to my wall, so. There you go. I'm, totally. I'm there with you. Yeah. The other thing is I'll send myself emails instead of just reminders or do it in Outlook in the thing. I'll just put a bunch of random, you know, keywords in yeah. their file. I won't put it in the ATS for various reasons, but just put it in, um, you know, Wife works on the Ellen show, looking to re, uh, oh. candidate looking to relocate for this, da 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 da, and then it triggers. It's like, wait, who is that person I talked? And we we all remember weird things in weird ways. So I go to my email, I type in a couple of weird phrases, and all of a sudden, boom, it comes up. That's that's unique. I, I wouldn't have thought the Ellen show. How is that related? I, really I, I think I might try that. Well, I only I only say that because we literally just hired a guy who started last Monday who did move from Arizona because. Um, one of them had to move, and obviously, for obvious reasons, he had to make the move, not her. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, mind you, I, I think the terminology you used, uh, Amy, is not correct. A drip mm -hmm. campaign is more like an email campaign that you send out on a 
a graduated basis, and that's called in marketing nurturing. See, see how much I know? Oh, well, nurturing. That's nurturing a candidate. Okay, well nurturing a candidate. <laughs> but you don't send out a regular email newsletter. Hi, it's your friend Amy. This is the no, good movie no, I've no, seen no. recently. I, I do, but they're they're special. I mean, they're one to one. I don't send out a bulk email every three months. I, I follow up specifically with certain targets on the cadence that they want. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And you say that hiring managers are clueless about the market, they're clueless about money, they're too busy doing their tech thing, uh, and that's why they depend on you. And you can use that cluelessness that they have to prove your value as a trusted advisor. Is that? Am I right about that? Did I, did I put that the right way? <laughs> it's, it's a little broader and generalized than I probably would have said, but I would say yes. For the most part, most hiring managers, even though they have excellent intentions and want to be a good partner, they just don't live in this world. They don't know necessarily the cost of labor if they've not been hiring lately. Uh, they're, they're counting on us to bring that expertise. I, I fought for a long time with myself feeling you know, less smart or not as valuable or not as important as my hiring manager. Oh, gosh, he's like a big VP in a you know, he's got a PhD and he's so smart and he knows everything. Like it took me a long time to get to a point where I realized that our relationship was more equal. Like mm -hmm. I have a very different specialty, of course, but he is counting on me to bring that expertise and to show him, here's what your pipeline looks like. Here's what we need to do to engage these people. Here's going to be the cost of the labor. Here's what our competitors are doing. They don't know that. And they shouldn't know that. If I have an engineering manager who's spending time, playing around in salary.com like don't you have a product to ship what are you doing let me gather this data bring it back to you and we'll discuss it okay like now those guys python why would i do that yeah those guys i imagine though they're not the most open-minded people in the world and they might be a little full of themselves and when you tell them the real world what it's like they think they know better how do you get the, do you ever come up with resistance and if so how do you tame it yeah, help me understand how you came to that conclusion. That's what I asked him. I, I've had this where they didn't want to pay, you know, oh, no, that's too much money. We're not going to pay that. You know, we're not going to pay that. That's, that guy's not worth that. Help me understand how you came to that conclusion. Oh, well, my team only makes X, Y, Z, and, and he'd be the most highly paid person on my team. Okay. Uh, oh, you're okay. killing me. <laughs> that never happens. Oh, God. Never? never? <laughs> No, no, no. No, it happens. No, it's everybody. You know, but then the thing is, it's like, okay, I get it. You're concerned about internal equity. That sounds like a conversation. We need to loop in our HR partner and our comp team to figure out what needs to be done. Here's the reality. You don't get this person without paying this amount. So the cost of business, is it worth it to pay this person and potentially have to up-level everyone else on your team and or replace them? Or do we exactly. not hire this person and your feature doesn't get sick? You okay, before decide. last question, it's, uh, time's almost up. What kind of evidence do you bring forward to prove your case that you're that you're right about what the market is demanding and they are not? So it's tricky with compliance, right? Because you don't necessarily want names attached to it. But I have actually done offer reports where I have said, okay, uh, software engineer, ten years of experience, current you know, compete company, Facebook or whatever, this is the offer that it took to land this person. So they don't see the names. They don't know the person behind these details. But I would run a report and say, here are the last 10 offers that we made. These are people that joined us. These are offers that were turned down and why. So just, just going back to the money thing, that's one example of the kind of data that we'd show. And it's simple. Like, do you want to get this person or not? Do, okay, but you don't, you don't. Doing business? Yeah, but hold on. Here's what you told someone else. They, they're yeah. too, the, these hiring managers are too busy to figure out what the cost of an engineer in San, Sacramento is. So do you actually uh, look up what housing costs in Sacramento or you know, other oh, yeah. aspects of the oh, cost I've of living? I've done cost of living comparison calculators on the phone with candidates. Um, I've pulled in comp team and gotten you know, insights from them. And what are we doing as a company? What are we doing as a business group? All of that stuff. It's not just me. We have partners that can help us with this. If you work 
for a larger company, you should have a comp team that's helping you. You should have an HR partner that knows a thing or two about this stuff. So yeah, you've got to, it's not just, I'm going to go to some random website and pull information that I like. It's gathering all that over a period of months typically, and then bringing it back to the VP. Okay. Are you going to have, go to uh, a Walmart and have a big fight with all kinds of people on Friday, Black for Black Friday? Absolutely not. I refuse to do Black Friday. I've never done it, and I will never do it. It's an absolutely ludicrous. No, nope. Oh, okay. sounds like fun. Looks like fun to me. All kinds of mayhem. I kind of like it. I Alan Floor, Michael G. Cox, Kendra. I don't know if anybody else was on the line talking there. Anybody else on the show want to say hi before we go? Anybody? No, but I want Amy to come to New York. <laughs> Is that where you live? Well, I'm just I'm in Connecticut right outside of New York. Oh, okay. Well, she'll she'll make, make it there happen. someday, I'm sure. <laughs> Amy Miller, thank you. Bill was okay, Animal was okay, but the show itself, I just same old I, thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. 